You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you're here. I am a self-care coach. I'm a yoga teacher and I love bringing astrology into our lives to help learn more about who we are. And today is a bonus episode doing just that. So last month I aired for the first time a live cosmic self-care session so that you could really hear what it's like to use the astrological birth chart to inspire self-care. And we're doing it again. Y'all were asking lots of questions, really interested in learning more about this. So I hope that this is helpful in how to again use your astrological birth chart in self-care. Our guest today is Christina Ness and I'm so grateful for Christina. She volunteered to do this together so that we could dive into her chart and talk through different practices. It's, it's helpful to talk to other people that are really open-minded. I would say that you know anyone that comes my way is pretty open-minded and Christina really is. She works as an entrepreneur as well so we have similar backgrounds, similar practices and she is a, a health coach, works in a number of different modalities and what I find so fun when talking with other coaches, other entrepreneurs is that they're really willing to grow, really willing to take on the challenge and try new things. And it's also helpful sometimes as a coach to be told exactly what to do. I know I feel that way. There's so many times when I'm, you know, I go to my coaches and my mentors say like, what do I need to do in this area? And so today's conversation with Christina, we dive into so many different areas that she can apply and get really granular, get really specific in her routines and her rituals. So again, if this is a new concept for you, using astrology to personalize self-care is what I love to do. And these little bonus episodes are different than our, our interviews on Thursdays just to help you get get inspired, get ideas. I don't know how many times have I said inspired? A lot. <laughs> That's my that's my goal though, really to to bring ideas your way. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about cosmic self-care, I have an awesome brand new mini course that I just launched last week. It is free for listeners, free for friends, free for anyone that wants it through October 13th. It's called the Discover Your Self-Care Style mini course and it's an introduction into this concept, into the placements that we talk through um, in the birth chart to inspire, to customize self-care and that's the sun, the moon, Mars. We also talk about some routines and tons of ideas. There's there's over 50 different self-care ideas that you can try on. You can see what works for you as well as some bonuses. We've got a meditation in there, um, 
lots of episode recommendations. So if you are new to the show and you're wondering, hmm, I'm a Sagittarius sun, I'd love to know where to go. There's a guide in there for that as well. So if you want to grab the Discover Your Self-Care Style mini course, it is in the show notes. It is free through October 13th as a thank you for those of you that are listening and being a part of this community. Even further, if you would love to work together, I would I would love to. I've had so many amazing listeners make their way onto my computer, onto Zoom, and I get to see their chart and work with them one-on-one. You can book a cosmic self-care session, or I can just write a plan for you. So there's more information on that in the show notes. Yeah, what else? Another huge thank you to Christina for being on the show, for opening up, for sharing her amazing life with listeners, with me. If you'd like to get in touch with Christina, learn a little more about what she does, you can check her out on Instagram at radical.soul.coaching. And again, that's Christina. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, listeners. Let's get to our cosmic self-care session. Christina, thank you for doing this on a rainy Monday morning, talking astrology self-care. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I am so happy to be here. Christina, can you tell listeners just who you are, some of the things that you do, anything you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So hello, of course, I'm Christina. I am in St. Louis Park, just outside of Minneapolis in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And who am I? Hmm. (laughs) Great. Like life spiritual question, huh? Right. Um, There's this cool song that I love dearly and it was just released by the band white sun, uh, about a month and a half ago entitled I am and like, okay, I am (laughs) settled. Yeah. So I am, uh, I am a lover of lots of things, very Gemini energy. So I, hmm, let's see, three or four-ish years ago, kind of transitioned out of this role that I took on um, and went to grad school for urban planning. And I found myself just like continually being so drawn to holistic health and the people that I worked with. And, you know, there's like public engagement, like let's say if the street is being reconstructed in front of your house or, you know, a light rail line is being built, et cetera. And like, and I just wanted to go deeper and I wanted to meet people with compassion at a different level than you can do in a public meeting. And so I stepped into and started um, coaching via my yoga teacher training in Baptiste yoga, which is a lot of coaching integrated into it. And then professionally started coaching um, just a couple of years ago. So I coach on holistic health and life and soul purpose and supporting others with like ADHD and their neurodiversity Mm -hmm. and really like stepping into that amazing gift and, um, and like to bring in lots of different modalities too. So that is me in the coaching realm. And I, in this like Gemini realm too, I still am doing lots of other work in, in the contracting and, and consulting role in the urban planning realm. And like, I mean, now I get to do the fun stuff, right? So like creating beautiful community art and things like that and, you know, making urban spaces better for the soul. Cool. Um, I also teach that. yoga and meditation and have a dog and my partner, Eric. Uh, yeah, I could talk forever. So I love it. You do many things and that's so beautiful. And, but they're all, there's just like this through line of connection in all of those, right. That connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just gotta hold on PDF flash update. There's a connection, um, to 
their larger world around you, but also yourself. And I, you know, when we were prepping just for a second here, I mentioned, we're going to talk about North node and I can hear it already when you're talking about this North and South node of Libra to Aries um, being very much like the we to the me. And we're going to talk about that. Yay. <laughs> so I'm just like a little bit of a tangent Baptiste. We talked about like so many different types of yoga Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, definitely practiced Baptiste journey to power is, is part of the training that I did 10 years ago, but I don't necessarily like practice it a whole lot. Now, can you speak to that type of yoga for those that are just like, I don't know what Baptiste is versus like power vinyasa or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is really similar to, um, kind of the heated vinyasa practice that is often guided at core power studios. And interestingly, um, so Baron Baptiste designed the sequence for the C1 class um, at Core Power. And so there's like this partnership of um, these kind of two branches of power vinyasa and mm-hmm. Baptiste Yoga really, they actually works with Landmark, um, which I've done a lot of work with too. Um, but they um, created these trainings with yoga as the physical expression, but these trainings to step into our own personal power and expression. Mm. And, you know, so it's like the coaching, the the work of coaching with the physicality of, and the, and the energy of the yoga practice. Um, and, you know, heat being symbolic of many things, but also Mm -hmm. the heat, like, you know, letting yourself only be able to focus on one thing, which is breathing and like, just staying in the practice, you know, and not, and not letting yourself get taken out or, you know, noticing what's taking you out mentally. Um, when maybe we have a story that like, Oh, physically, I can't do this when it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, or I can't, or, you know, some deeper layer. So it's this cool intertwining of, of coaching and the physical asana and meditation practices. Cool. I didn't even realize that. And because you were talking through the coaching lens, I'm like, oh, that that's really unique. And and also so transferable to so many things that you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. It's hot. <laughs> <And> it's it's- <laughs> <laughs> well, and and one of your questions and one of your goals for us chatting today is talking about Mars and how that works. And when I think of heat, when I think of tapas, right? Like that piece of the yogic journey, I I think of Mars, I think of it in Mm. that, like that motivation and that like trigger, whether it be good or bad. Um, so we'll break that down a little bit, but if that helps you to wrap your brain around Mars, it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's it's an enigma for me. So thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's just dive into your um, intake form and kind of just the goals that you're, you have for us working together. So talking about clarity and the role of Mars, which we'll definitely get into how to not get lost in information um, with your Gemini sun, really that curiosity, but Sometimes it can be very overwhelming. I know, I know how that feels and variety being really helpful, um, but just trying to get more grounded enough variety while still not feeling overstimulated. And then um, just some, some other areas I noticed um, you talked about your sleep that you've really worked on that over the last several years. And now you're in a good spot. What was it that helped you get there? Mm. Yeah, you know, a little bit of the, the not pressure, but um, the drive of having to support other people in their sleep. I was like, I really have to get this figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, oh, shoot, sorry, 
It's okay. An alarm saying, learn this thing. I thought I said it an hour later. Um, <laughs> Very Gemini of you. We need to keep that in because that's like a, like learn this thing reminder. <laughs> yes. Because I'm up against a deadline. The video gets taken down tonight too. That's so me. <laughs> okay. So, oh, sleep. Yes. Okay. So supporting other people in their sleep through health coaching and I was just like really getting to a point where I wasn't able to function. So about a year and a half, no, before COVID. So almost two years ago, um, fall of 2019, I started waking up between like two and 4 AM. And Mm. for a while I had, you know, a lot of different spiritual advisors and people like reminding me of, of, you know, the spiritual energy there. And, um, you know, there's lots, there's tons of stuff going on in, in cosmos and beyond. And, um, so I kind of accepted that for a while. And then it was just like really, really messing with my mornings and days. And I would, you know, because I was in sheer desperation, I'd like have to sleep till nine or 10 AM because I would be up for three or four hours. And oh. yeah, so I troubleshooted just a ton of different things. Um, and the big thing that did it for me was this deep dive I've done into Ayurveda and started mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, but this summer and as part of a bigger healing journey for me, I, I did a, a longer cleanse that was guided through um, the Ayurvedic Institute, which is uh, based in Albuquerque. It's like one of the best, if not the very best um, learning and, and healing centers in Ayurveda. Cool. Yeah. And um and so that cleanse process is really like three, three and a half plus weeks. And some of the supplements there, mind you, this is after like years of acupuncture and all the mm-hmm. things. Um, so some of the Ayurvedic supplements um, really, really helped. Mm-hmm. And now I now I sleep eight hours uninterrupted, and it's super magical. Oh, that's amazing! I didn't I didn't anticipate you would say Ayurveda. That's really. Cool. And we're just, this is good timing too. Today is, or rather this week is we're dropping an episode specifically on Ayurveda because it's a practice that like I find to be so intriguing, but it's, it's still relatively foreign. I think to a lot of us that are in this world um, and there's so many ways that you can approach it. And I love that from like the sleep piece. That's so cool. And I wonder, I wonder what it, it's energetics, but it's also the physical body, obviously, and there's so much to it. And then looking to at your current practices, yoga, asana, two to three times a week, doing some walks, your sleep, your Ayurvedic morning routines. Yes. Like all these are so amazing. The social aspect is something I wanted to touch on, like connecting with friends and just learning all, all good things. You're doing so many good ones. And now it's like, let's just like hone those in even more. That's perfect. Let's open your chart and we'll touch on, we're going to touch on the three placements that I like to work with most sun, sun, moon, Mars. But I want us to talk about North and South node, because I think it'll be really helpful even in your coaching to think about this. And North and South node is, is about, if you believe in the idea of past lives, it can work with that, but it can also just work with your purpose within this particular life. Um, so we'll talk about that here in a sec. So you're Sun, I love, I love my little Gemini action up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Partially because Gemini is just so genuinely curious and, 
and open-minded, you know, I think it's so easy to throw any of the signs and they're like more shadow aspects under the bus. And, and the, the shadow of Gemini is right. That there's like the two faced side of the things, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's like at all what that is. It's more the like, Hey, I can see things from two different perspectives. I can see the world in a way that is inclusive and curious, as I mentioned. Um, and when you talk about the things that you're doing, in your life from a, from a curiosity, but also in a, a way that is truly connecting and helping others. Like that's that social piece of Gemini too. So even in, in your writing, your, your form, I hear like a little bit of like, Oh, Gemini, you know, in there. And I think it's a superpower. You really, you have a gift and now it's a matter of like, okay, how do I harness that and just accept and use this as a tool um, and rely, here's the, here's the big piece, Christina is like rely on others to fill the, the puzzle piece with what you potentially don't excel in. I think that's like a part that we forget about all of this. Like mm-hmm. the self-care journey is that it's, it's community care, you know, it's like, not just, yes, it's you, but you have a partner, you have a job, you have your, your friends, you have coaches of your own. Those things are all going to play a big role into this. And that Gemini will work really well. So thank you. It's in your 12th house too, of like hidden life of secrets of like what's happening behind the veil. And how that can show up is that like, it might be a little mysterious to you to connect with Gemini too. So just again, more validation as you're, as you're working through your birth chart, I'm helping you through it. So the sun is your essence. It's who you are at your core. And Gemini is curious, always looking to learn new things. And where, where I often counsel people to utilize their Gemini sun is to learn in community. So the fact that you coach people right now, and you're I I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but when I'm working with people, I'm often working through my own things and it'll like make sense when I say it out loud to another person. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Does that sound like you sometimes? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And thank you. It's really validating. And like, it's great in the, you know, bringing in this Gemini sense too. what's what it's really opened up for me. And especially in working in shamanism in the last year too, is like seeing where I, you know, kind of have like my focus narrowed and I'm only looking at things, looking at things in duality, um, you know, the black mm-hmm. or white, the right or wrong. And like, and just pausing and remembering like there's more to that picture. Um, and so in that same sense, like I can, I see it more in myself when I can help others see it too, it through coaching. Um, and, you know, when, when I inadvertently coach my partner at home, all the <laughs> He's lucky to have you. He's lucky to have you. And that's like, what's, I'm just curious. What's his sign? Uh, He is an Aquarius son. We actually just found out his birth time very, very recently. Okay. Um, Not out of any other circumstances other than like the hospital he was born doesn't exist. It wasn't written on his, on his birth certificate. Um, And so it was like dug up in some records. So I actually don't know the rest of his, his astrological chart. Okay. Oh, that's so, that's interesting. Well, I mean, in Aquarius too, being very much about um, just thinking a little outside the box, I imagine that you're really, you're, you bring information to him that he's like open to, right. Versus like mm-hmm. that, my husband's a Capricorn. Sometimes I bring things to him and he's like, what? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
Yeah. It's my mom. <laughs> yeah. We all have those people. That's, that's definitely part of it. Okay. So your moon then in Aries is, I, I don't know. Like you're talking about Gemini can like, you're trying to understand Gemini energy. I find Aries energy to be challenging to, to understand because it's so individualized. Mm-hmm. Aries is the sign of the self, right? So um, when we are working through self-development, through self-discovery, that's like, that is that Aries essence and your moon, where you feel the safest, where you're nurtured is in Aries. So you doing this work for yourself is, is very much a nurturing feeling, discovering who you are, learning about, um, you know, what truly can fill up your cup, doing this reading, all those things are, are amazingly nurturing. And it's so perfect because I'm going to pull in that North and South node, your North, your North node is also an Aries, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's your, your purpose. If we think about North node in the chart, we think of it as like a moving target. Okay. So it's never, you're never going to get it. You just, you're not, you're still on this journey. You're never, never going to like nail it. Yeah. Maybe maybe you will in those like final stages of life, but like it's a moving target. Okay. And knowing that of like constantly moving towards that energy is, is helpful. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm always there. Luckily, because your moon is in Aries as well. It feels good. It feels good to do this hard work. Mm, Does that, mm -hmm. does that land? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like if you ask me what my, one of my number one hobbies is, it's like learning about myself. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And, you know, not from this like self-centered way. It's really Mm -hmm. like to give, right. To show up for others. Um, And it's just really validating because to your point, yeah, it is really like sort of cognitively unclear what Aries energy is. And Mm -hmm. so that individualized piece is so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so that Libra South node, um, if you think about moving from the Libra energy of balance of there, you know, the shadow aspect is, is people pleasing of making sure that everyone else is taken care of. Um, that's some of the energy that you're bringing with you into this particular life that like, perhaps you were that people pleaser, or perhaps you were the one who's always striking balance. Um, you just have a little bit of that, you know, kind of as a part of you mm-hmm. and you will continue to evolve away from that over time, especially if you're moving towards that Aries North node energy and your own purpose. Um, but something that you can use with that Libra sort of North node is, is, still like balance is great. Balance is so good for us to find. And there's so many areas this can apply, whether, you know, work and home, husband and children, uh, like all these different areas that we can apply these, like a balance to these things. Um, so for you, it might be fun to ask yourself, like, where are there some imbalances that I can continue to evolve, um, as a part of your self steady journey? Mm, I love that. Yeah. And the, the North and South node, especially South to me in the past and in readings that I've had have been much more like, you know, the, the 
think about your ancestry or your past lives in this way and not as integrated into the the work I could still mm-hmm. be doing and exploring. Um, sort of just like this, and perhaps it was just how I was doing it, but it was like this polarity, right? The duality of the thing I was moving away from. So yeah, that's super helpful. Thank Good. You. Yeah. I love, I love when it actually, you know, you can apply it. Applied astrology is so much, I don't know, it's just more fun because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's so many layers to astrology. We can continue to watch it change every day, or we can also just study our own chart, which is not going to change. It's the same, you know? Right. Yeah. So cool. let's talk about Mars is the last piece, and then we'll get into some applications. So Mars being your motivation and also your triggers. And I think this is, you know, why where it might be helpful to, to focus for you is in that trigger piece. Like you're motivated to do this work. We don't have problems with that. Now you can look at Mars to say, what is like, what's irking me? What's, what's depleting me? What is nagging me a little bit that like, I, I can really do some, some reflection on and cancer Mars. Um, let me just make sure I said that right. That yours is in cancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the first house. So like, this is, this is real has a little bit like a trigger of martyrdom. Like it can feel like, Oh, I'm doing so much. I'm, I'm doing so much for everyone. And I don't feel like I'm getting that from others. Like that's how it can often manifest. Cancer is so nurturing, the most nurturing of all the signs. And the shadow expression of it is to harness some of that. It's that like hard crab shell and soft inside that you're just like bunkering down and it can, it can explode a little bit. So being honest with yourself about where potentially you're in that like victim mentality, or you just feel like you're really not getting what you need from others. It can be both. It could be like you feeling one way and it can also be, it's really happening. So like, what are those triggers in this idea of nurturing from others and of yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can hear myself saying some of that same language in the past of like, yeah, I'm doing so much. What are you doing? And in that specifically comes up in my relationship with my partner. Yeah. Super helpful. I've always been curious since I learned that my Mars is in cancer, which is also my rising sign. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know cancer is your sun sign too. Is there like an overlap with the, with the rising and and the Mars that is intriguing or of note? I mean, not, not that I'm aware of in terms of like, when you're looking at the birth charts, are they, they can transit each other or they can have, you know, some connection, but when you, especially as it relates to like how you're interacting with the world, if that's your rising signs, how you're interacting with the world, how the world's interpreting you. If you continue to see really regular triggers in that cancer energy, in that, like I'm doing things for everyone else and I'm frustrated because I'm not getting it back. You might go to that rising sign and say like, okay, how is this interaction happening with my world? Like, how is it me? Is it them? Is it both of us? Like you can look to that interaction of you on this particular planet in this life to get more clarity. And um, it, it is kind of ironic that they'd be the same um, in mm-hmm. the, the rising sign and, and Mars, but it's also really helpful. Like you can get a little more direction. 
I, I think it's often a, going back to the, the Libra sort of like that balance piece of like, it is a balance. It's not, you are doing a lot of things and there is always a little element of like, woe is me. If, if we're blocked, do you know what I mean? If we're blocked and you're like, we were talking financial abundance, that's an area where like, it's really hard to get unblocked. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I so have that woe is me energy. Dang it. <laughs> it's good though. Okay. To see. It's hard to, to like I, having a, someone that is like a third party call you out is like bull, crappy on that. But it also like, I need that as a cancer. I need someone to tell me, Hey, Ashley, like, do you know how many times you've told me you don't have enough time today? I know you don't have enough time and now you need to make time to make this happen. Right. It's like that, like you kind of put yourself in a loop. Um, and you say these things over and over and over again until they become real so that if you can pull yourself out of some of that, you might find a lot of moment forward momentum. Yeah, totally. It's just such a like great testimony for like why coaches need coaches, you know, like obviously we all have our different, um, birth charts. Right. And like, I think that's why it's so magical for me. I need to be called out and that's, you know, where growth and seeing those blind spots comes for most people, but still. Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy to, to get that clarity for you. And as far as let's apply some of this. So in that Gemini sun, you know, we talked about processing as much as you feel comfortable processing and learning in community, whether it be learning groups or doing like, um, book clubs or like a teacher training is like the most perfect place for a Gemini (laughs) where you're like processing, you're working together when you can do more of that. And this is sort of the, the linchpin in this is that you are wanting to be both sides of the coin. You are a Gemini. So you have like, not necessarily polarities because there, I mean, yes, there are like two sides, but it's, it's the full range. It's the full spectrum of yourself finding people that can, you can show all that whole spectrum to, and they don't judge you. They just like are with you. They're just, there processing that, um, learning with that type of community is like the ultimate self-care for Gemini. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I'll start teacher training over again. <laughs> just do teacher training. Or I always am in them and I, you know, I've got like 1200 hours of training behind me now. So maybe not starting over. Right. But right. Right. And I'm even thinking, I'm just like brainstorming here of like finding other people that do what you do, like other coaches that want to learn together. Like, Hey, we're going to read love one together and we're just going to like process it in our brains together. Like that's where it's peer energy. It's not necessarily like you have to coach them. Um, Mm -hmm. But that could be just a really safe place to learn and to grow together. Um, and again, like you can be the, the po- most positive expression of your Gemini son. And you can also just like have those days where you're like, I am a grumpy cancer today. And that's what I want to do. I just want to be here. Mm. <laughs> Speaking as a grumpy cancer sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. So then in your moon, as far as nurturing that, that piece of you, you know, let's, I want to go back really quickly to the Gemini sun piece in, in how you can really nurture your physical body, because the sun is a great place to focus on some of those physical practices. So just, we talked about variety, sticking with that variety in your physical practices too. So whether that be like, yes, going for your walks, doing your, your asana, but also like throw in a high intensity workout, if that feels good to you. Um, 
get like utilize that air sign and, and get out there and try trampoline, like jumping on the trampoline or just like whatever, like be okay with tons of different practices in the physical form too. Um, try like class passes are really, I mean, I don't know if you're in the studios at all, like right now, but when things feel more normal, something like class pass, I'm always like Gemini's get one of those. Cause you can pop in all the time and try new stuff. What if they're really totally. good? I had class pass for multiple years yes. before I like drilled down and, and did my teacher training. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> and I've probably been to every fitness studio. Yeah, in the Twin <laughs> You were in true form, you know, and then keeping one through line, one constant of whether that be something like asana, whether that be some of these practices that we were talking, like have variety and still have your, those things that are in your back pocket when you need them, you know, that they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yoga for me now. And yeah, thank you. I, I used to be really critical of myself. of like, why do I need so much like entertainment via mm. exercise? Right. And it's just about the variety. It's like yeah. really what my soul needs. That's what you need. Yeah. And that Aries moon, you know, that's fiery placement too. Mm-hmm. That's definitely like areas in the moon can be sometimes they can work together really well. And sometimes they can be challenging because it's that like your moon's really where you want to like rest and you want to have that inner work done. And Aries is like, I want to go and initiate. I want to get out there. But from, I don't even really have anything to give you in terms of a practice because you're doing this. You are, you're working on that self-development. You're working with lots of different types and you're identifying who you are and how it relates to your soul's purpose. So just keep that up. And you might be shocked in terms of magnetism, like Aries is pretty darn magnetic, especially when they know who they are. Mm, Cool. Yeah. I didn't really realize that with Aries energy. Um, yeah, I do think it's like fire in a moon sign is just so perplexing (laughs) in so many ways. And I see that like in you know, in the ways like that I have mentioned that I've been critical about myself, right. Or to myself. Um, yeah. That criticism and shame, right. That's the, that's the work. And yeah. Yeah. I think just owning, owning <laughs> it. It's who you are. Yeah. And it's in your 10th house. It's in career. So like you have that initiating energy in your 10th house mm-hmm. and just be really conscious too of, of, that you still like, you can be initiating and resting at the same time. Like you can have the like go-getter energy of Aries and get the adequate sleep that you need, you know, it's that, it's that Libra South node too, that might pop up every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I think really, really before I nailed the sleep thing down and it's really new to me, as I mentioned, it's like just in the last month, I finally am getting restorative sleep in the quantity that I need, not broken by four hours of being awake. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Um, and I think I, for the longest time had this fear of like, all I think I'm never going to be able to do is like rest and rest really deeply mm. um, and not have a space, you know, other than taking care of myself to, to grow my business and my coaching. So yeah. Yeah. I think I like just came into that balance. Hello, Libra season two. Hello. <laughs> yeah. 
as I like to say, yes. And it's like, there are cycles of life, man. It changes so much. And as entrepreneurs, right, we have, we have moments where we are really initiating and then we have moments where we need to take a break. And so just like give yourself permission to listen, which you are, which you're definitely doing. Mm -hmm. What questions, what's kind of like lingering specifics do you want to get into, um, as relates to self-care? Um, you know, I think in this entrepreneurship realm, right. I get so interested and excited and, and just like filled up with learning and exploring. And I, I can, I intuitively know when to stop, but I also in that same way that it's like, learning is self-care for me. Learning is professional growth for me and personal growth in, in this weird way. Like I'm, I love the work that I do because it's not work and I'm always kind of working, you know, I'm always Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. and like, okay, maybe I'm not resting enough. You know, like I, hello, polarity again, like am I resting too much mentally? Not enough. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on Gemini's who are entrepreneurs in what they love. (laughs) Yeah. How to find that. I bet there's a lot of people that have this experience of like, it's like one, you know, taking a course and then moving right on to the next one. And there's just so much cool things out there and wanting to learn and read new books and listen to new podcasts. And what I often tell individuals that feel that, and I've had to do this work myself is, is reflecting and like taking a second taking a day, um, however much time you need after you learn something new, you finish a book before you hop into the next one, ask yourself, is this true for me? Is this, is this my reality? Because I think what can come up sometimes, especially for those of us who are so curious and are so excited about what's happening in the world is that we think it's all, everything is true for us. And it's not, that's not always how it works, right? It's like, you can listen to a podcast episode and be like, that was really cool. And ah, that's not, that's not true for me. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've listened to things where I'm like, I love that entrepreneur and I love, she's an expander for me and she can do this in this way. And that's not for me. Right. So like giving mm-hmm. yourself just a little pause and asking, is this true for me in whatever you're learning can be a great reflection point. The other thing too, that like, I don't think people always talk about in like our world is that it can get really expensive to be constantly like taking new courses and learning new things. And like, it's just like, what? Something that I'm manifesting because I'm, I want to learn so much and I want to constantly be in that space is to, is to be able to do it in a way that is like, like trade kind of like this, right. Where you're like, Mm-hmm. I have a gift that I want to share. How can I magnetize things that I like filling in those puzzle pieces in a way that also helps someone else? So you're helping me by being my client right now and gathering data and I'm helping you. So that like manifesting more of that exchange can really take off some of the, just like the stress and the financial burden that is being a Gemini son and wanting to learn all the time as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So brilliant. <laughs> As if we're not doing this right now, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that too is like an owning who I am, right? And and again, drawing into or connecting into that 
magnetic energy, like mm-hmm. pulling in what I want to serve me. Um, <laughs> yeah, without, yeah, having an extremely high training and self-development every month. <laughs> I could spend money. Like I think about the things that if I, you know, when I'm manifesting financial abundance in any way, it doesn't even look like dollars. It looks like knowledge, you know? Yeah. Yes, totally. And like, yeah, abundance for me in that realm too, is like deep self-knowledge and these moments that of the aha and clarity, which is just part of my purpose too. So, Mm -hmm. and you might feel better about it in that way when you're looking to manifest whatever it is and you're working towards a goal. When you think about it as a feeling versus like a number, some people, you know, a number is really helpful, but if that, if that doesn't feel right to you, like thinking about it as a feeling can be just as even more potent and more um, magnetizing when you're doing that, that manifestation work. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So both my progressed sun and moon are in cancer right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it's so interesting because I'm like, I, my biggest desire is to support people in their purpose. And especially when that purpose is like driven to, um, driven to service to humanity. And Mm -hmm. so serving others and, and serving their community, um, through fill in the blank, any type of work, right. Whatever is right for them. And I've noticed over the last, uh, I mean, they're both in like the third, maybe second to fourth degree, mm-hmm. really, really early stages. Really? Um, yeah. And so it's just been more recent where I have this like more intense pull of introversion Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, coming into myself, cancer energy. And I almost feel like this repelling against what, what I thought was my purpose in coaching too, is supporting people in this like multi-passionate service oriented life. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just curious, like whether it's from self-care or like purpose and entrepreneurship, like how do you see the progressed sun and moon being most relevant? Mm. I know that's a layered question. No, it's good. And I don't get to work with progress charts a whole lot. I think it's like, it's so fun to see how, like what cycles of life you're in as they relate to your progress charts. Right. And how much we can change even over the course of like, you know, five, 10 years Mm -hmm. with, you know, what I hear you saying is that, you know, you're feeling that call to look inward, but it's also Potentially it's a call to just be nurtured in your, like what you consider home, right? So like there's so cancer energy is yes, nurturing, but it's also like, it's your home space. It's your, it's your comfortable, wear your comfy cozies, like don't shower if you don't have to like that vibe. And so when you think about the world right now and like how just chaotic it is, for mm-hmm. someone like you who works in energy, who works with other people, cultivating a sense of home is so key to continue that forward momentum, to be able to, to do the coaching work. And you might be feeling that repel energy to coaching because it's just like too much without the home energy to reset. So that right. can look like a lot of different things that can look like what, you know, your, how much time you're truly spending at home, but also just like how you 
interact with your family in a way that is like filling up versus depleting you. Like I, this is, it's hard to talk about this without getting into like specifics of your family life. But for me, there's certain people in my family that like aren't, they do not fill up my cup. Okay. And so being super critical and cognizant of how home and family keeps you full enough to be able to do that coaching work. Just like, look at that a little bit more. Um, because it's, it might've changed. The world is changing. Mm -hmm. And this like draw home right now is very real. And you're so intuitive and it's like kind of perfect that that's playing out the way it is now make sure that it really is what you need. So you can do the good work that you, you know, is part of your purpose. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's such a good question. I love that. Thank you. Um, just one other curiosity and I don't think it gets talked about a lot, but how, as we move into Libra season and how, so how does the sun sign ever kind of materialize when pretty much Libra is in my chart via the South node and not really much else. Mm -hmm. You how like, how might you feel it right now in Libra season a little bit more? I think sometimes when the collective, so when we think about the sun, like the, the changing of the seasons in the sun, it doesn't, it doesn't always impact us on an individual level. It's often on a collective level. Um, but sometimes it does, especially if you have that, like that history, that quote unquote baggage. Um, and so you might have like this, I don't know, some, when I think about South node, it's like, okay, you remember things without like remembering them. Like you get all of a sudden like a download of, Oh, I remember that people pleasing spirit that is there Mm -hmm. and you might just feel it a little extra right now as we move into that Libra season. And you might also feel even more so more balanced. And if you want, you can, you can do some hypnosis. You can do some of that like meditation where you go and you find like, what was it? What is in my Libra past? And how am I still carrying it right now? How can I let go of that right now? I, mm-hmm. Because the energy as a whole is just a little bit more potent and aware of what that feels like. So you might as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that can really serve me in breakthroughs with time boundaries too. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically in my coaching, I'll be like, in my brain, I'm like, oh, what's another 20 minutes if they need it, right? Like, I need to take care of me too. And not like not be able to pee for four hours. Oh my gosh, girl, like take those peas. You got to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, like, it's such a remembered energy, just like that South node, right. Of like, I don't even, I'm not even cognizant that I'm doing it. And then it right. just happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you love what you're doing, it's easy to keep going down that path. And yeah. I, until one day you wake up and you're like, I'm burnt out. I don't want to do this. And we don't want to do that. That's the worst. And it's preventable. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. That's the goal is, is not, you know, getting burnt out in, in this world that I love. Right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been through that and it's had a lot of great lessons for me. So thank yeah. you. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boundaries always. <laughs> Yeah, that's all that comes to mind for questions for me. I have no idea what time it is. So hopefully we're perfect. You're like intuitively we're doing great. And I'm just, I'm glad that you have such knowledge of, of how this all works together. Cause it's, this is subtle stuff. I mean, someone who's brand new can, it's like, okay, Hey, maybe take more naps, whatever. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But for you, this is subtle. Yeah. And 
you're getting to, you know, you're getting into the, the, the nitty gritty of these things, which I think is when it becomes even more powerful. You know, you, you okay. see these like life-changing things in the small details. So thanks for, thanks for knowing your stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just like really magical to have, have your wisdom and, and, you know, your lens on astrology then applied to self-care. It's, it's the coolest. So oh, thanks for yes. doing this, Christina. Will you tell listeners how they can potentially work with you, how they can find you on Instagram, just like all the cool things that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So my Instagram handle is radical.soul.coaching. And I, um, as I mentioned, do some other work in the world as well, but coaching is my main calling and where I want to be using my heart. So you can find me there. My website is my first and last name.com. So Christina Nessie.com and, um, in the works, I have a blog newsletter and podcast, hopefully launching in Yay! January 2022. Congrats. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. The Radical Soul podcast, doing it in community with a friend. So that feels amazing. And that should, should get you there. Um, so coaching, yoga, meditation, energy work is all part of that kind of coaching umbrella. You're doing it, girl. You're making the world better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure, Ashley. Thank you so much for tuning in, friends. Thank you to Christina for being a guest on the show, for sharing your astrological chart and opening up to get really specific on your self-care routines and rituals. Again, if you want to learn more about cosmic self-care, be sure to check out the free Discover Your Self-Care Style mini course available for free until the 13th of October. So grab that in the show notes, and I will see you on Thursday, everyone.